the Sports Lodge. I'm your host, Michael Horn, along with the star of our program, the all-pro defensive end, the acting legend, the one and only Mr. Fred Dreyer. Football's over, right? Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading all my notes. Yeah, football is over. Football's over, over and so we're now sliding into uh, uh, baseball. But I was talking about... No, to, no, baseball's on strike. Well, I'm talking about the subject of baseball's oh, okay. on strike. Okay, okay, it's, okay. it's more... Baseball is more prevalent now than it ever has been, even if they were in camp hitting a fungo. You know, whatever, Do you know what's really important now in baseball? Is. Just one little point I'll make. They're releasing Dave Roberts and Richard Aurelia's Red Stitch Wines. That means the Cabernet and the Pinot will be coming out. So that will be big baseball news. You can get wines that they make in Napa Valley, California. Does it, besides you, is there anybody that knows about this? Uh, well, you do. You, I've well, I do to dinner now. with you. Yeah, I do now. Mike Gary knows. He's in here. Our Mike does? Producer. Mike knows. You, do you, Mike? Yeah, this Red Stitch Wine. It's really, really good. And uh, Dave and I'm sure Rich will be tossing back a few uh, glasses of that while they're waiting for the strike. Anyway, you were saying. So was uh, saying? football's no longer. So anyway, now we're sliding into uh, a baseball through baseball owner-player union negotiations Correct. for a new CBA. But there's a lot of Collective things. Collective bargaining. There's a lot, yes, there's a lot of things that are coming about uh, with uh, professional basketball. And, the, and hockey, uh, and how how everything about that is not good is being exploited by the through the Lakers. The Lakers have big, 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 big problems. They do. Yes, big problems. We're going to talk about that, and today. we're going to talk about that today. All right, so we'll talk. We about may it. even bring in, we may even we'll bring, bring in, in an expert to talk to us by the name of Mike Gary. All right, so that'll be good. So we'll uh, we'll get Mike Gary in. Isn't he also our line producer? Of course. I knows a lot. It's an in-house opinion hour. He was on vacation last week. I don't know what we did without him, especially since I wasn't around either. We're going to take a little break, come back with more. This is the Sports Lounge. We're coming to you on CRN Digital Talk Radio, Sports Byline Radio, Sirius XM Radio. We're coming to you on multiple social media platforms. Stay with us, won't you? We'd love to have you on board. Thanks for joining us. Sports Lounge. I'm your host, Michael Horn, the star of our show, the one and only Fred Dreyer, the all-pro defensive end. Thank you. The all-pro defensive end, the acting legend. Let's go check out the neighbors are talking to us, and then we got to get to our guest here a little bit. But you guys, yeah, yeah. We'll Bruce to... says we need more shows. So people want more shows, Fred. They just they want you to come on here five days a week. What the heck are you going to do about it? Well, we're working on it. I mean, uh, life is uh, doesn't just ha- you just don't turn it on like a light switch. We can call Robert Davi and ask him to retire. We can well, take over uh, that time slot. well, we should just here's what we should do. We what should, should we just do? take over the time slot, and then he'll hear about it. Here's the deal. I brought your tank, my tank, and my Gary's tank, and we've lined it up in front of Robert Davi's house so we can just roll in there and take over and uh, just roll him right out of Florida, and we take over the time slot. What do you think? Well, when you leave town 
All kinds of things can Well, happen. yeah, and we've got some good Californians that are trapped in this house, so we have to go ahead and release them because we're worried about Californians since we broadcast from Hollywood, California. So we're there, and uh, President Joe Biden has tried to get in there, and I think he's trying to cut off the gas to the house, whatever, but it ain't going to work. We're going to still roll those tanks in there and take out Davi. That's, that's, that's the type of thing I like to hear. It's good spirit. Okay. I, I knew you would like that. Now, yeah, and Bruce, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you for bringing that up. Kathy says, happy Wednesday. She's in Lawndale. Nikki is saying hello from the Nebraska. She says it's a balmy 11 degrees today. Would you imagine that? A beautiful, you know, I decided before I came in here, I'd do some shirt sleeve weather because it's probably 11 degrees in Nebraska. Well, it's also 10 degrees in Oklahoma. Well, it's a little cooler there, so I would actually wear a jacket there. So in, yep. in Nebraska there, Kathy, is it... Uh, is it uh, Shiler, Nebraska, home of Al Grebnick and the boys? You let us know because I'm very curious about that. I love that area of Nebraska. Now, we also have um, uh, Mar- Mar- uh, uh, Martina is here. Martina. Navratilova? Hunter. Martina Put Hunter. Her on. I want to talk And to she is, says hi, Fred Dreyer. Hello. She's chatting there. Hello. Yeah. And uh, Kathy says she's hearing echo, by the way. So I don't know what's going on there. It's an echo. hearing echo. Yeah. I don't know. So Sean says, good afternoon, Fred and Greg. Apparently, I haven't been on the show for a while. So uh, who is it that mentioned that? Let's see. It was, uh, Greg. It was uh, Sean. Sean, I'm Mike. I'm gonna, next week, I'll have my name here on the shirt. But if you'd rather have Greg here, I don't know. Do we have a Greg? What's he, what's he talking about? He said hello to Fred and Greg. Oh, all right. So well. apparently, he's a little confused as to uh, who I am on the show. I'd be more concerned if you said hello to uh, Greg and Fred. Could be the echo. Yeah. And Martina says, "Love you on Hunter." And uh, so we got, we got a lot of. Oh, boy, there's a lot of things here. People are just jumping on this thing. And she says, "You're handsome." By the way, she says, "You're looking good for who Greg." Dreyer. Greg is. She said, "No, Hunter. Uh, Martina Hunter is saying this to you." <laughs> Bernard says, "Hello, Fred and Mike. Thank you very much, Bernard, for getting my name right." Um, so uh, he's saying hello to us. From Ottawa. Very Ottawa. Sure How are those trucks doing? <laughs> exactly what I want to know. Are they running out of gas? Bernard, I think. Them? Was he one of the truck drivers that was out there? I think Bernard was. You could make a big hit with the truck drivers if you had a fast food restaurant right now. That's what I'm thinking. So now I'm thinking some good sandwiches, hot cocoa. That would be the one to do. I'm thinking that you're right along with yep. that. Nikki says it's Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, the wind chill factor, she says, makes it feel like it's one degree today. Thank you, Nikki. And uh, she says there's a bad echo. And Paul Stern says, great. Where, in Nebraska? <laughs> no, Paul Stern. Newly married Paul Stern in Palm Springs wants to know if you are Greg Hunter. The old uh, host that used to be here on our station, rest his soul. I know who you're talking yeah, about. I know. Is he married? Is that, what's happened to him since he's been married? Paul, uh, neighbor Paul's humor seems to have gotten better. <laughs> it seems, seems that way. Vicky has had a good uh, good influence on him. We need to go out there and see him. Now, you had some news about the Lakers, and we've I brought a special I, guest. We brought in Mike, Mike Gary, and my, Gary Hunter also over there. So if I can bring him in right now. Hi there. How are you, Mike Gary? I'm doing very well. Happy to be here. It's good to be We can't see him on camera, but that's okay. If you've never seen Mike. All right. So you had a question. I was going to throw it to you, Fred Dreyer. What do you got going on? Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, halfway through the season. Yes. A miserable season if you're a Laker fan or a Laker employee of any kind. That uh, has now come to the point where things have ruptured beyond just uh, the unlikely uh, 
um, uh, the unlikelihood of uh, of LeBron James uh, delivering another championship. I've I said this at the beginning of the year that the Lakers would not make the playoffs. You did say that. I, I did say yeah. that. I've said that time and time again because the team is terribly matched with with uh, with the, the new people they brought and the other people they let go. Uh, but uh, what's going on now is that now they're trying to figure out who to blame for putting uh, Russell Westbrook on the team. Is it uh, Rob Palenka, general manager? Or is it LeBron forcing everybody to do what he wants to be done? And so uh, I do know that uh, Mike Gary here, who works for us, who works with us, is uh, is a big Laker fan, big basketball fan, and I thought I'd bring him in and get his take on this. Mike, you want to come in here? Well, I appreciate that, Fred, and it's you're 100% correct. I, you were right on that prediction. No one would have thought that the Lakers, as they were constructed right now, at the beginning of the season would be sub-500, which they are. Right. Right now, pretty much the only way they can get in the playoffs, unless they turn it around dramatically, would be through the play-in tournament. And what we're seeing here is, I think, the culmination of the destruction of the super team idea. That a super team where you can bring in just very different disparate stars and just based off their individual talent will be able to dominate. We didn't see that work not only in the Lakers, we didn't see it work in Brooklyn either. And the best teams in the league, the most exciting teams in the league right now, Cleveland, if you can believe it, or the Chicago Bulls, or even the Phoenix Suns before Chris Paul got hurt, they all have complementary players. They have role players. Mm -hmm. They have maybe one or two stars and then other players that can fulfill significant roles. I I really want to put the blame at the feet of not only LeBron, but more so of Clutch Sports, his agency run, of course, by Rich Paul, his best friend from high school. And we are already seeing that that Clutch released you know through their their media sources that Clutch is not happy with Rob Planka because they wanted to see Russell Westbrook traded before the deadline for another clutch client, specifically John Wall. And we're seeing not only LeBron trying to carry this team, which is going to frustrate him, and we saw during the All-Star break that uh, LeBron James did some masterful storytelling where he said that, well, I'm open to returning to Cleveland. And so, yeah, yeah, we heard that. Yeah, but to yeah. play with his little son, Bronny. Yeah, exactly. Or in the interim before Bronny was able to come to the league. And so I think LeBron is putting the Lakers on notice that they really need to make some changes. But we're past the trade deadline. There's no valuable free agents that they really could sign in the waiver period. So is he calling for maybe a coaching change? Is he calling for maybe a GM change? Well, what do you think? I think that LeBron, and everything that he says is calculated, I think that he is putting a clock on uh, perhaps signing a veteran, but there's not one out there. But there's a multitude of factors here. I mean, there's fatigue from the last season. Of course, they went deep into the playoffs during the bubble, which fatigued them. Anthony Davis can't get on the court. Anthony I, Davis- I don't give, by the way, I don't give much credence to the fact that they're tired because they're winning so much. Nor, nor do I. I mean, you can always go to sleep in that bed made of $45 million he makes every year. But Russell Westbrook has been terrible. He is not a distributor. He's a score-first point guard. He uh, does not... He's He's basket-to-basket. He's basket-to-basket. He is free-throw line to free-throw line. He is nowhere near the distributor we need for the kind of talent that we have on the Mm -hmm. Lakers right now. Anthony Davis, God bless him, he can't get on the court. He seems more like he's protecting his long-term career than he's interested in winning, which I think is a very common phenomenon in the league today. Well, you know, when you take a look at uh, uh, the the arrogance that was put into putting this team together uh, it, it was it was like the Palenka the general manager 
was left right outside the door of the office. And this thing was put together by LeBron James and his friends and his business uh, cohorts. And without any any consideration of what they were doing to the franchise. This franchise now has big problems in, in uh, rebounding from this. Uh, my whole deal was, and we'll come back to this later on, but my whole uh, philosophy here is, you know what you do? Owners own, general managers, general manage, head coaches, head coach, players play and shut up. There's no way you let wow. these players into the into the general manager's or the owner's office to dictate. That's what Jeannie Buss has done. Again, I hold her feet to the fire. She's responsible. Here's what you do, Jeannie. You want me to tell you right now from uh, Northridge over Hurry, here? We're going to here's, the here's what you do. Quick. Hire Jerry West. Oh, there you go. We'll have more for you. Sports Lounge, stay with us. We believe we fixed our echo problem. Our crack engineering staff, led by Mike Gary, uh, found out that there was an audio uh, extra camera open there. So Nikki and Kathy, who caught this couple of listeners there that are in the uh, in the chat room, told us about it. So we'll go to a uh, one shot of Fred, make sure that that's working. Fred, say hello to us if you would. Hey. We'll say a little more than just, hey, Well, welcome back to the show. Well, it, it is welcome back to the show. I want to thank for the people who were, who were right on top of this right. week. And that, uh, Hopefully we're not echoing. Yeah, now. we're not echoing. Right. Now, let me see if I got you guys straight. In the first segment of the show, you're saying, uh, Mike Gary, that the Lakers could turn around if they got themselves a veteran. And I say quite simple. We used to have Major Ripster on our show here before, and he's one of the best veterans I know. Maybe we pick him up. What do you think of that? Um, Wait a second, Michael. you got to open me up. Uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily actually sold on the fact that they need to bring in a veteran. Oh, okay. I, I think the season's not salvageable. You think it's done? No. Fred, I, you agree? Well, not only do I agree, but you've got the one element you must have if you're going to have success uh, uh, on, uh, uh, on the bench with a bad leg. Yeah, I mean, well, you have... You He's have, out for the next seven weeks, you guys know. Yes, and... Who are we talking about here? Well, Anthony, Anthony D- Davis. Anthony Davis. And this sure is a one in a, in a bevy of injuries he had. I mean, the, the days... That's why I think, you know, players, not only football players, but all sports players of Fred's generation, going up to the 90s, were true gladiators, because nowadays... You know, you have a sore foot. They diagnose it plantar fasciitis, and you're out for nine weeks. Right. And there's just no kind of pride of accomplishment or pride of championship level competitiveness. And so I think this season is a wash. I mean, they had three max players, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook. They want max money. And if unless one of them's not willing to sacrifice and take a little bit of less money, and these these guys are going to, especially LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis has got a long career ahead of them. These guys are going to make oh, probably over five hundred million dollars throughout the entire time of their career. How much is enough? How well, much is is enough? Let's ask the gladiator, Fred Dreyer. Well, 
uh, you, everybody's going to get their money within the time frame that they play under the circumstances. Uh, you're not going to get. You're not. I'm not going to pay Anthony Davis any type of super money to keep him on this team. Not from what I've seen. I've seen him do great things and not enough of them. And I've seen him do relatively terrible things, getting hurt, and yet once again getting hurt with his rolling over his ankle. And uh, I, I think, Mike, you're right about the. I think the the so-called super team, where a star from another team like a, like LeBron decides I'm going to L.A. and bring three of my best friends with me, so completely take your business model of the Lakers championship years, throw it out, and get me the players that I want, and I'll win a championship for you. I think once you start convincing owners around the league that uh, that is the way to build a team instead of through the draft or trades or whatever, uh, then then you've turned your team over. You've lost control of your team, and that's what's happened. I've mentioned to Mike, uh, Mike Horn uh, several different times throughout the last couple of years that I'm not a big fan of Genie Bus. I'm not a big fan as a business person. I'm not a big fan of how she has uh, uh, driven away Jerry West, how she just completely uh, turned the team over to Kobe. Then she turned the team over to Magic Johnson. And now you've got uh, uh, chaos. She's by herself. She's got Rambus and his wife over there uh, you know, doing what they do. And I guess they're okay. Uh, but something's wrong here. There isn't a singular voice. All you hear is, is uh, sound bites from uh, LeBron James and, uh, you know, uh, talking about mumbling back in the, in the hollows of the locker room that you gotta, you got to get rid of the coach. And uh, the point uh, that we're all talking about here is what about the franchise? I'm talking about getting rid of all of these people, LeBron included, A.D., completely wiping them out, taking Rob Palenka, saying, thanks, Rob, go back to Newport Beach and and sit down with Jeannie and her president, general manager, and and uh, uh, work this thing out as a game plan to get talent. There's a tremendous amount of young talent in this league this year, last year, and next year. There's a tremendous amount of young talent, and the young, there's teams here now that are, are really on the verge of popping out. Cleveland and Memphis, all these teams have young, up-and-coming talent. And uh, once somebody, and that's got to be Jeannie, she's, uh, she's got, she got the best team, somebody has to step forward and say, the era of super teams is over, at least here in L.A. Every championship Laker team, and you can quote me on this, even though I don't fact-check, well, had, had two great players, one who was a draft pick of the Lakers and one who was a, either a free agent or acquired through a trade. Magic Johnson, drafted by, United, by the Los Angeles Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came in free agency. Shaquille O'Neal came in free agency. Kobe Bryant, draft day trade from Charlotte. All the great Laker teams were built 
not only through the draft, but also through free agency. And there the, you go. And the lead dog is usually the one done through the draft. You're 100% right about Jerry West. The way they've treated Jerry West has been terrible. They canceled his season tickets and let him know via text message, which was completely insulting. You're right about Jeannie Buss. I think Jeannie Buss is, is an amazing business person. I think she's a terrible uh, player evaluator. So you guys want Jerry West back. I like Jerry West, too. Yeah, or, I mean, Jerry. Or a, or a basketball brain like that. Jerry West or, you know, someone in the frame of Don Nelson, someone who actually, you know, can stand up to these agents. Friend, you, in that last segment there you mentioned, you which was so so prescient, is that you have, you know, players going up the back steps to the owner's box talking about player personnel moves, but you have agents doing it, too, not only in person, but through the media. These agents really need, I mean, I think you need they to crack. Ruin sports. You need to crack the whip on these agents. You I agree. To, they can negotiate contracts. That's fine. But anything else, when it comes to basketball operations, they need to be outside that circle. Well, what we've been talking about. Gladiator, your thoughts. What we've been talking about here is, uh, is uh, exactly what is missing in L.A. sports uh, uh, talk, radio, and, and uh, uh, newspapers. Uh, nobody wants to come out and have the Lakers mad at them. Nobody wants to go into the locker room and say, hey, you said something bad about me on the radio or, or in the paper. You know, this, uh, this t- I, I think that L.A. is one of the weakest sports towns in the United States. They don't hold the players accountable. They, they've, they, never, they, they've never held the players this is, accountable. It's been terrible. And, and, and uh, you know, all you got to do is uh, ask the right questions. You know, we've seen this throughout the, the politic of the last 20 2015 years here, there isn't anybody that's going to go into a press conference and ask the questions necessary. And they don't do that here in sports. They don't do it. When I was uh, when I was uh, with the Giants, man, there was 25 reporters from the tri-state area at practice, and they covered the Giants and the, and the Eagles and um, and the Jets and all of these teams that were clustered together through. The, you know, connected to by the, the, the trains, and uh, uh, what you, what we're getting now is uh, is a uh, 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 it's embarrassing. You know, to to uh, to watch right. them. Now, I listened to you analysts here for a little while, and yes, when you were on the Giants, you left because face it, that team stunk for years, and that's why the reporters were going crazy. So. While you guys are complaining about nobody holds people accountable in Los Angeles, let me look at my little record book that I brought right here. We got a we got a Super Bowl champion in the Los Angeles Rams. We have a world champion with the last two years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe almost a third if there wouldn't have been a couple of bad injuries. We had a championship from the Lakers, and maybe we'll get something out of the Kings. So how bad is it, uh, analysts, here totally? Well, we expect excellence. I mean, if, if we oh, are, Come on, Mike. Gary, you're we going are the, we are the Speaking of the Giants, we are the modern-day New York City in terms of sports, where we had the Yankees. They haven't had the winners we've had in uh, Los Angeles. We broadcast it, by the way, everybody from Hollywood, California. Well, it's, it's, we expect a lot. We've got, I mean, the Lakers have won 17 championships. The Rams have won a handful of championships. The Dodgers have won a handful of championships. And if you're going to spend the kind of uh, the amount of money that not only the teams are paying these players, but also the amount of money that every month you're paying into your cable bill to get Spectrum and all the different new, agree all, with all you the there. different networks so I'll you can agree. watch your favorite teams, you need to deliver a product. If you're going to charge me not only a couple hundred bucks for the tickets, but you're going to charge me a hundred bucks on the concessions and on the parking, I want a winning Here's product the on the team. Here's the deal that I want to hear from Sultan on this, because cable subscriptions are still around because of sports. 
because that's the one thing you can broadcast where people will look at the commercials and wait through the commercials for the game to resume. Otherwise, they're fast-forwarding through Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, or the FBI to get to the next segment. They're sticking through the commercials and looking at them and talking about them on the Super Bowl on all the sports broadcasts. And the agents are also at the cause of all this, too. I agree with you. The agents should just butt out after they negotiate their deal out of the uh, the owner's box. Your thoughts, Fred? Well, first of all, the, the yes, uh, uh, the agents, the agents are, uh, um, uh, they 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 represent four or five or six. They believe me. They go out and they and they collect these great players, yep. these veteran players, and they sit back and decide what direction that these players want to go, and I'm going to facilitate super teams. I'm going to build two two super teams on the East Coast and two super teams in the Midwest, and here's the players I'm going to do it, and coincidentally, they're my players, and I represent them. And, and, if, and if, if, if I've, I've not heard from... Uh, and we talked about this, Mike. I've not heard from uh, the commissioner of basketball yeah. to come out and make a statement and tell us, hey, just a second. We all see what's going on with the Lakers. And, and I don't care if you like him or not. I, I, don't, I don't like him that much, LeBron. You know, he's pulling apart a great franchise. And it's got to stop. And the the agents are doing the same thing. They're going the great brains of the game, like the Jerry West of the world, are being kicked out. And you're telling me that the agents are putting together these super teams. That's where it's at. here to the Sports Lounge. I'm your host, Michael Horn, the star of our show, the one and only Fred Dreyer. We call him Sultan. Two safeties in one game in the same quarter. The all-pro defensive end, the acting legend from Hunter and Land's End and Agent X. That's Fred Dreyer. Let me tell you, that's what's going on here. Now, baseball, we're not hearing much from baseball other than the release of Red Stitch Wine for uh, Dodger manager Dave Roberts and, uh, <laughs> and former uh, Giants infielder Rich Aurelia. And uh, John Mychek, also, we got to give him a shout-out. But other than that, um, not much going on in that strike. What's happening there, Fred Dreyer? Uh, well, this is just a, a real pansy-like uh, volleyball, you know. It's just going back oh, and forth. God. Some people play volleyball pretty forth. rough. Come on. Back and forth. Back pansy. And forth. It's pansy. There's no negotiation going on. Come on. on. you got to spike it. you got to do some things yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying the negotiations are not really uh, getting anywhere. Well, look, I mean, uh, the players don't want to talk to government officials. They want to talk directly to the owners. So what do you mean by government officials? Well, they, they want mediator. They don't want a mediator. Owners want mediators. They yeah. don't want to sit there idle and tell you, I don't like you. Here's the reason I'm not going to give you the money. Here's the reason that we're not going to uh, uh, you know, negotiate this thing the way you want it to be. Face-to-face or direct through federal mediators. You know, uh, that's the type of negotiations owners want. And uh, I've said it a billion times, government sports, that's what we have today. Government baseball now, 
government football. We have everything. Anytime you want to bring in somebody other than the principal players, owners and players, that's the two people that should be in the room. Everybody else just go outside and, and, uh, and, and leave everybody alone. But owners are driving this uh, wagon. And uh, owners will come together. Owners will uh, uh, pull the plug uh, on uh, these negotiations and, and get down to it. One day there will be a phone call over the weekend to somebody, and the next thing you know they're, they're talking, and everybody runs and hugs in front of the camera, and they all scatter for parts unknown for, for, uh, for preseason uh, uh, games and stuff. It's killing the tourism industry in uh, Arizona. There's nobody. There, spring training. Well, in it, it Florida, hurts nobody down there. Yeah, it hurts everything, yeah. but that's all a part of the negotiations. Yeah, you know, you, if you if you own thirty two teams and you're you're a conglomerate and you've you've got a game plan on how to deal with the help. That's it. Then then this is this is what you have. This isn't uh, you know. There's always been, except for one year. Uh, there's always been a season. Uh, however, it, however, it's looked the last couple of years, uh, but it's uh, it's it just boils down to at the at the right time. You know, oh, oh, another thing that's one thing that did come out of it. No one's really kind of like talked about this, but what's that designated hitter? Oh yeah, is that coming to the national? We now have a unanimous vote, Good. and uh, we now have both leagues with uh, designated hitters. Time. I think it's great. I think everybody. I think that's one thing. One concession. That I think they they got out of the they got out of the way right away. Sure. Owners said, you know, something we agree with you guys. We want the older guys to stick around a little bit more. If you're a good hitter, great. If you can't run, you it's can't. An, it's an unbalanced league if you don't do that. And I yeah, you can't I was have a that. Stickler to not have the designated hitter. Now that I saw how it worked. I'm for it. I think I'm all for it. it. I am too. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm a, I'm an originalist, but I think this is uh, this has proven to be in the American League uh, when it came out. It's, it's proven to be a good thing for everybody. And I want to see Albert Pujols wherever he goes. Yeah, I want to see him uh, stick around the league and come up and win games for people because uh, other I mean he's not going to play in the infield every day. No, you know, I so. want Leon Wagner back. Daddy I want Wag- Daddy Wags. Daddy Wags. Angels. Leon Wagner from the, the Angels. Angels. Get him back now, uh, Pam, who is our historian here, self-proclaimed by her by me. To her, she's been sharing a lot of photos, and she says there's a lot of photos here now of talented uh, actors that helped make Hunter a big hit. And she talked first off about this guy. Talk to me here. Uh, we got a picture. We're going to post this up oh, at our yeah. lounge, sports lounge with Fred Dreyer, Charles Hallahan. Yeah, here. one of my favorites. Uh, Captain uh, Charlie Devane in 110 episodes. Fred. Yep. Yeah. He was. Uh, he came in, and right away we hit it off. And uh, and you know, you know all of this stuff, especially on in, in television series, uh, is 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 chemistry. It's timing. It's uh, putting the right people in the right roles at the right time, doing the right things. And all these people that were on these six people here were 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 terrific. You know, they came in and they interpreted their roles. Uh, correctly, Charlie was was great. I told him he came over to me his first day on the job, and I and I said, uh, "Hey, Charlie, I'm Fred Dreyer." He says, "Yes." He says, uh, "Hey, just push me around here. Let just you know, tell me what tell me what you want me what do you want me to give you?" What I said, 
you and I are friends. We appreciate one another. We we have respect for one another, and I'm I'm rooting that you will see my job description my way. I want to be able to police the way I want to police within the rules and within the laws. He said, I got that. And I said, and uh, I love baseball, and, and this was the capper. I love the 62 Phillies. <laughs> he loved the Phillies. 62. And he loved them. Good he boy. loved the Phillies. So anyway, so so that was Charlie, and uh, and he was fantastic. His his son, little little baby, was born. Was Richie Allen on that team in '62. I think uh, I don't know. was Richie Ashburn was Richie Ashburn. That's something of you're right. Yeah, right. All right, so we got another guy here too, uh, Perry Cook, who played the corner uh, Barry Udall in 29 episodes. This guy looks a little bit like he could play a role. You know, who I'd cast him as your guy that you always talk about, the architect that's on Fox News. <laughs> So he's got some comments on there. Who's the guy that was always the called the architect of uh, George W.'s campaign? And he's uh, is a contributor on Fox News. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I know. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Anyway, he's, tell me about Perry Cook. Uh, Perry, uh, uh, Perry was, uh, <laughs> you know, anytime there's somebody new introduced to the, to the, the show, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a little thing in the, uh, there's a little uh, note on the call sheet. It says, Dear Perry, break a leg. Huh. You know, so I go there and I say, You're the new guy. You're the new, uh, you're the new uh, 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 coroner. He says, "Yeah." And I said, "Are you gonna Are you gonna uh, be eating every scene as you're showing us the bodies? Is that what you uh, Are you gonna be that guy?" He says, "I hope not." <laughs> Don't ever let me do that. You know. That's a good guy. Perry. He's a good. No, Perry's a good guy. All right. Now we also uh, have uh, Garrett Morris, who uh-huh. was on the show, portrayed the flamboyant uh, Arnold Sporty James in 27 episodes. Tell me about working with Garrett Morris uh, from Saturday Night Live. Well, guys. Garrett, Garrett was great. We talked. We laughed a lot. We laughed a lot about a lot of things. You know, sports and uh, and uh, Saturday Night Live and uh, and uh, I, I said, well, you broke away from there. Now you're here with us. This is good. Uh, you know uh, what's uh, I said, here's my, here's my, uh, uh, not a complaint, but my observation. It could be a complaint about uh, the role of Sporty James. Sporty James was a pimp and a, a wise guy who uh, was a shoeshine guy, and he, he infiltrated the streets. And so every time in the show that Hunter and McCall, you know, with all this great uh, technology behind them, found it difficult to come up with a lead on something, it stumped them, the Hunter would say, I think I'll take a ride down to down La Cienega and see if I can talk to Sporty. So I'd pull up in my car. And uh, and I'd uh, start talking to him, and he'd say, "Well, the word on the street is, you know, that that, that was that's where the show uh, was lifted uh, into a different direction, you know." And and so uh, 
uh, he uh, his character would would inf- would give me tips and hints as to what I was looking for, and it would it would pop the case open and and also uh, introduce Sporty here at doing uh, what he does best is uh, BSing to everybody. All right, what about this guy, John Sheeran, who played uh, Lieutenant Ambrose Finn in twenty six episodes? Yeah, Ambrose was uh, a good guy, and uh, and he. Uh, uh, I, 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 he, they tried him, they tried him as, as, uh, uh, as the, uh, as the chief, as, uh, as Hunter's boss. And it didn't quite work when they found Charlie. He was before Charlie Hallahan. Oh, okay. So he was before right. Charlie. So, so, so John, they said, okay, we'll, we'll just we'll bring Charlie in as the as the chief. I mean, as the uh, you know, uh, yeah, as 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 uh, the chief to 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 the squad room. But what we'll do is uh, we'll move Sharon over to a lieutenant. And he can kind of. He did of, a good job. He can uh, do what he does over there. You know. Now, you and, needed comic relief at sometimes. James Whitmore Jr. was there. Jimmy was great. Yeah. You know, he knows father. Bernie Turwood. He looks just like his father, James Whitmore. He does look like James Whitmore. He, he actually does. We talked a lot about his father, yeah. and uh, and he was he was just great. He he loved to laugh it up. We had good times, and uh, and uh, you know he was uh, he wound up directing most of. Uh, the remaining shows of uh, of ours did a lot of directing on he, that. He show. did a lot of directing on it, and uh, and uh, I remember the first day he he was uh, directing, and uh, he got a phone call from Roy Huggins, the executive producer. And Roy, I, I you know, it, it, you know, that was just I think Roy's way of uh, letting him know that don't get don't get uh, you know uh, a swelled head because you're directing Hunter. You know, uh, you uh, you miss some shots here, and you can't do that. And and, and Jimmy would uh, you know say, Geez, I don't know if they're going to let me do any things." I said, "They'll they'll let you do some more." You know, there's no reason for you not to be able to be a staple. What, know, about, what about this guy, Bruce Davidson? Bruce Davidson was great. You've played seen Captain him. Weiler and then uh, the, the deputy chief in 16 episodes. Yeah, you've seen him a million times. Yeah. People have seen him, and um, yeah, <laughs> we had, we had a good time. Bruce was. Uh, it was really good, and uh, we laughed it up a lot. That was really great. Now, we got a note here from uh, John. It says, hi, Fred. Uh, here to thank you for your role in the 80s TV show, Hunter. With a surname people had difficulty pronouncing and spelling, I was looking for a name I could change it to. At that time, I was serving as a Metropolitan Police Officer in London, UK, and on one of my annual appraisals, a senior officer told me he had referred to me as a maverick, and he couldn't fault me as I got the work done, but in my own way. So the book says, black and white, but I I managed to work in my own gray area. So remembering your TV show, which was shown across the pond, that's how I acquired my present surname, Hunter. So he's got a note from John Hunter. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he, if he, that's like all of us in life. You know, we have to, we have to figure it out to see if there's any room for us to exercise uh, what we believe to be true. Exactly. Matt Keating says, Mr. Dreyer, I love watching Hunter. It's been a nice diversion during these crazy times. Did you enjoy the episodes you directed? I did six of them, and I enjoyed every single one of them. I learned an awful lot. 
and uh, it was fun helping out, as they say. Stevie says, is it true you'd wear upside-down knee pads taped in place when you played on hard AstroTurf as a football player? Yeah, I did, and uh, it saved me. Did it save you? Kathy says, you're the reason I started following the Rams, and I've been a diehard ever since. Thank you very much, Kathy. And Kindu Guam Biden-Harris says, Vince Ferragamo, Fred Dreyer, Jack Youngblood, Cullen Bryant, James Harris, made me a Rams fan, been a Rams diehard since 1976 when I first came to the U.S. mainland, been through it all, especially the name calling Rams is forever. God bless. We'll be back with more. Stay with us in the Sports Lounge. are back in the sports loungers truly michael horn along with the one and only fred dreyer christian humphrey says uh the only reason i care about at rams nfl one hashtag super bowl 56 is at fred dreyer how about that fred uh, uh, i don't get that he says the only reason he cares about the rams is because of you fred dreyer oh by well, the way we got a note here you. from uh tom thank is you, thank uh, you thank you saying greetings from uh, richmond virginia so glad to have tom on board we have uh, mxm says did anyone make a prop bet on acknowledging the great at fred dreyer two safeties in one game How about that huh? that would have been a good prop bet um s gar says hunter could fight crime and play football hunter is the rams mount rushmore now we got another picture that's here also and uh in this picture that we have here uh we have fred dreyer number 89 and helmet addict says fred dreyer with the rams television's hunter so that's a pretty good shot of you there looks like you're glaring at somebody well you can't see out of those things you know it's tough isn't it yeah uh, that's bob Brzezinski behind me linebacker and uh, then we got you out here. Looks like uh, uh, we got uh, a picture. Let's see if we got another one here. Um, where's our other picture here? Uh, there we go. We have this one right here as a comment from you uh, on the field there from uh, Helmet Attic. It says, uh, uh, there you are, number 89. Who's 71? Do you know who you're playing against there in, uh, in blue on the Giants? Uh, Gravel. Gravel. Very good yeah. recall. Well, that's good. Yeah, he was good. All right, that's our show. Boy, the show was went by. If you want to email Fred Dreyer, the uh, email address is Fred Dreyer, F-R-E-D. There's your Fred Dreyer, D-R-Y-E-R, Fred Dreyer, at crntalk.com. Fred Dreyer at crntalk.com. Uh, the uh, C stands for uh, uh, Championship Radio Network. You made that one up, didn't you, Fred? The Championship Radio <laughs> I did. That's good. CRN. Follow Fred on uh, Twitter, Fred underscore Dreyer. Facebook.com forward slash The Real Fred Dreyer. But email Fred Dreyer at crntalk.com. Great show, Fred. We got football news and more. Looks like um, Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend and he have split up. Oh, no. Yeah. I saw that come across the news as we will find out more about that and get it for you next that week. Mean, that means he's signing with the Packers. Final thoughts for you, from you, Fred Dreyer? Well, that number 71 was Gordon Gravel. He was an ex-Ram, too. He was a good guy and a good tackle. And uh, I'll tell you, it's uh, great to be back behind the microphone with you, Mike. You look fabulous. Thank you. You look great. We'll see you next week.